This is the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and here are your hosts, Memphis at DFF Memphis and Jerry at Jerry Sin DFF. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, everybody, to the Dynasty Warzone Podcast, the People's Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the DynastyFootballFactory.com and the Dynasty Football Network at DF underscore network. I am not Randy Young at DFF Memphis, but I am Seth McKinley from the Fantasy Football Fellas, and we are here to cover for Randy. Now, it really wouldn't be Dynasty Warzone without one of your main co-hosts today, so we do have the man of the hour, the man with the power. Oh, no way! Jerry! 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 Jerry Sinclair at Jerry Sin DFF. What up, my man? Seth, my man. Thanks for coming on last week, for one, because I have been busy with school, and then it figures I finally get to come back, and Randy goes halfway across the planet to get away from me. Man. Well, it is my pleasure and privilege to be podcasting with you once again. And, oh yeah, Kyle's here too. Hi, Kyle. Hey, hey Kyle. Hey, man, it's good to be here two weeks in a row. I like the uh, the throwback intro, uh, a shouting out to our, our boy Johnny Sheps. And I wonder how Memphis is going to feel when he listens back to this and, and hear that you're, you're using his, uh, his government-issued name. Hey, and that's his slave he, name he sent he sent me a doc and the doc with the intro had randy young in it so mm. um there you have it he's getting all formal now indeed not my fault hashtag not my fault uh, See, real quick real quick so yeah. uh i saw in our in our one dynasty league that all of us are actually in uh together that you and memphis had a little throwdown in the toilet bowl and uh big ups to you man on taking the l thank you seth yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. Uh we are we were fighting are. We are fighting for the number 1 overall pick next season. Uh and Memphis was the last man without a win and I was able to pull it off uh even while playing Golden Tate because I my roster is so bad in this league. I had to start Reggie Bonifon. Oh, yeah, boy. That's, I literally that's... it was that or Justice Hill. So that's good stuff, man. Me, yeah. me and uh, me and Jerry are sitting up top. We're in the winners group right now. Yeah, we're at one. the big kids table. Yes, you sir. Can, we, we've got the ribs over at the barbecue. You guys can have the hot dogs. <laughs> I, I will. I will chow down on some hot dogs this year so I can get my pick of the litter from all of the Washington Redskins and Miami Dolphins draft picks come 2020. <laughs> that's that's my goal here. Yep. Oh, good stuff. Yes, indeed. All right. Uh, so the uh, Dynasty Warzone also has a Patreon page, so please go check that out at patreon.com slash Dynasty Warzone. Uh, Jerry, can you tell the people a little bit about that? Yeah. So, listen, if you are in the chat, you already know it is fantastic. J- listen. Join our Patreon just for the chat. Randy is going to do all the shows, and honestly, as you can tell— I am dumb as a box of rocks when it comes to the technicalities of podcasting, which is why my dad, Randy Young, had to have Seth and Kyle come on because I have no idea how to upload a podcast. 
So we'll just we'll wait for dad to get back from vacation. I'm I'm the son he likes to just you know, he doesn't really talk about me when he's out with his friends and he's having a good time. He's I'm just the guy that he's got to bring along. He's the one that he's got to prop me up. So join the Patreon. We have fun. We you know, we BS on this show, we BS even more on that show. We're going to go into some rookies. We're really going to dive into the rookies coming up and you know, it's just fun. The chat's fun. The the Aussies are outrageous, and they are up at all hours of the day. And then we, in turn, bother them at all hours of their night. It's just a it's a, a vortex of fantasy and gossipy goodness. Absolutely. And uh, shout out to our Aussie brethren. I come from a little, little. That one is <laughs> just for you, G. Oh. She is right. pissed. No, yes, he just turned that one off. He did. He Done did. with this episode. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I think let's get into a little bit of news. Does that sound all right, gentlemen? Let's yeah, do sure. It. Let's, let's do it. get it. All right. So uh, some non-explicitly dynasty things right now. Emmanuel Sanders is a full participant for Thursday Night Football, and Sammy Watkins is limited. Uh, no surprise there on Sammy Watkins. God, I hate my life. I... Um, I was a big Sammy proponent coming into the season, uh, the past two seasons, and he just continues to disappoint me. Oh, well. Uh, so I just I put this in here because this game on Thursday Night Football should be very interesting just to see what is going to happen with the Chiefs. What are you guys seeing from Patrick Mahomes? Like, are you concerned? Like, is he just injured or is it the offensive line? What's going on there? I don't really think anything's wrong with Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. I think they're just in one of these funks. And if you're going to have it, let it happen in the middle of the season, not when you're trying to win your team a Super Bowl, because this is still a Super Bowl contending team. The Lions, you know, they punched him in the mouth. Indy knocked him to the mat, and then they got knocked to the mat again. I I really think they're going to bounce back. I'm not super into thinking the Chiefs are on a demise. I don't know how you guys feel about it. And I think this is an interesting game. It's sort of, I think it's setting it up for, you know, them to get back on track. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you're right. I, I think they will be Mahomes a little bit nicked up, but I think he, you know, he's fine. He'll bounce back in this game. Uh, it's a division game, so it should be exciting. I love the comment from Andy Reed uh, earlier this week that was like, our, our ball control number of time of possession are out of whack. Uh, yeah. Andy, you <laughs> rushed the ball nine damn times last week. Like, I mean, come on. Uh, and this he's he's done this, you know, over the course of time in his coaching career where he just gets kind of out of whack on the on his run pass. But they'll they'll get it back together. I think Jerry said it perfectly. If you're going to get off track at any time uh, during the year, uh, it's it's now. And that's fine. You know, you can pick it up, grab some momentum. Uh, they have, uh, you know, the short week, but then they're at home. Uh, against the Packers and the Vikings the next two weeks. Those should be good tests. They still have their bye week late in the season. I think this is you know a Super Bowl contending team that unfortunately won't have home field advantage, so that's going to be tough, uh, but they got plenty of time to right the ship. Uh, I got a real quick flash since you know we're, we get to talk Dynasty here on the War Zone. We're usually talking a lot of redraft and week-to-week stuff. Um, in that same league that we just talked about, we're all in. I made this trade right before the start of the season, I traded Damian Harris in a 2022nd for Sammy Watkins in a 2023rd. I can't even tell you how excited I was after week one when Tyreek Hill oh, went yeah. out mm-hmm. and, and Watkins goes off unexpectedly in that Jags game. 
and it has been a roller coaster from hell the last month. <laughs> it's, I, it's so freaking horrible, dude. I I just hate myself for starting Sammy so much. <laughs> dude, me too. I uh in in week one I had Lamar Jackson and I had Sammy with Austin Eckler. So I I dropped like a buck eighty in just a standard normal redraft league, and I thought I was going to just march to dominance, and. Uh, you know, Sammy's gonna Sammy. That's just what he does. Honestly, the first tweet I ever had that ever got any sort of love, I said that if someone offered me the Zika virus for Sammy Watkins, I'd take it, <laughs> and I stand by that tweet. Yeah, smart, smart move. <sighs> I, I, I'm finally off the Sammy train. I can't, I can't do it anymore. Um, so yeah, that's that's fun. Uh, what else is fun is first round draft picks coming back into their, uh, regular season. Nikhil Harry was activated from the IR for the Patriots and he's returning to practice. He'll first be eligible to return week nine. You you have Jacoby Myers, who's also a rookie on this team, uh, who's shown a little bit there. And if Josh Gordon continues to be nicked up, is there a wide receiver two position battle between these two rookies? What do you guys think? Kyle, I I think I, it might take a little bit. I think Myers has looked you know fine. Uh, I think Philip Dorsett is kind of the forgotten guy. He's played pretty well uh, so far, and it's just this offense. It's always it's Edelman and Brady, and that's kind of everybody else, right? And with Gronk not being there and him saying he's not going to come back, it's going to give the opportunity to one of these number whoever the number two guy is to be fantasy relevant. Uh, this may just kind of cloud it up a little bit. Um, but it's funny because how many people have just kind of forgotten about Nikhil Harry and all the hype and everything and paired with, you know, on the Patriots and a first round pick and all that. Uh, and he's not, not even much fanfare about him, you know, finding the field for the first time, but I don't see him making a huge impact this year. Um, if anything, I kind of hope that he doesn't, and maybe you can, uh, you know, buy him on the cheap heading into next year when all those 2020 picks are going like hotcakes. I am with you there, and that just brings me to my point that I think I'm going to buy Nikhil Harry. Just We're talking about a dude that was an early first-round draft pick, and like Kyle said, this the echo chamber that is the fantasy and dynasty world is just not talking about Nikhil Harry. They're not in on it, and just like Kyle also said, that offense is just you know, you don't know what you're going to get. It's uh, not to quote Forrest Gump, but it's like a box of chocolates. You don't know which chocolate you're getting. Sometimes you get the coconut. Sometimes you get the double fudge. It, is Nikhil Harry going to be the double fudge? No, you you might get the, uh, the, the lemon one or something. I don't, it, it, that's not, I mean, that's not my style, but it's, it's fine. I, I think it's, fine, it's, it's, it's a good opportunity to yeah. get him, but I, you know, I am also with you that, as far as redraft goes or expecting him to just come in and be Tom Brady's guy. I think that's just outrageous. In this analogy, coconut is Jamarcus Russell. (laughs) Oh Oh, God. Did he get drafted in the XFL today? Uh, no, no, that is is true. Matt McGloin did though. Matt McGloin. 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 Uh, yeah. So a lot of, a lot of fun. Uh, there, I mean, if anybody, I you don't have to be into the XFL at all, but just go to their website and then look at the skill positions, uh, for all of these teams. Cause there's some, there are some names on these teams that you have had on your dynasty roster. Yes. I'm talking to, I'm talking to you specifically. You've had this person on your dynasty roster, Sammy Coates, Landry Jones, 
Cameron Artis Payne. Some some fun names yeah. there. Lance Dunbar, Kyle. <laughs> if anything else, just go to the site because on the homepage it has all of the it has XFL draft and all of the the team logos and all of the head coaches. And Tressman yeah. is just standing out like a damn nerd. Because <laughs> he is. It's This is hilarious. It's like they accidentally let the science professor sneak in there and, you know, take a photograph. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, dude, that's the one thing I love about Dynasty is these guys where you're, that you've, you know, uh, just stirred over. Like, do I have this guy? Do I finally cut him? Oh, man, I grabbed him late in the you know rookie draft. And they just sit on your roster and eventually be cut turn into dust uh, or show up in this league so it's part of the fun man it is are you guys going to be joining any xfl leagues that pop up <laughs> kyle i know we you know are kyle is yeah i he... played in i played in three aff leagues and started a damn podcast about it yes you did <laughs> so yes yes kyle will be in them no i will not be in any i really just asked that to make fun of kyle <laughs> i hate i hate you guys well you saw we love you right too to, buddy right to all right <laughs> Let's move along. Uh, talking about quarterbacks, Cam Newton may practice next week after coming back from the bye. So that that's fine. Whether or not he plays this this season, not concerned about. What are you doing with Cam in Dynasty, Jerry? No, thank you. I'm good. I'm good on Cam. The Cam that was winning you championships, the Cam that was winning the NFL MVP, the Cam that was getting the Panthers to the Super Bowl is so long gone. He is in the time of Eddie Lacy, and just like Eddie Lacy, those times are long and past. As an aspiring historian, I can start writing the annals of Cam Newton's fantasy-relevant career. No, thank you. I'm good. He, I'm not to say he's never going to be the starting quarterback for the Panthers again, but... As far as you being happy, you have him in a championship matchup. Never, never is that going to happen for you. So I, I'm good on him. If you can sell him, I am selling him. And I really don't care what I get. All right. Wow. That was uh, strongly worded, but I, I, I appreciate the enthusiasm there. So would you rather, in a super flex league, would you rather have Cam Newton or Ryan Tannehill, who is officially now starting for <laughs> okay, the Tennessee that, Titans? Now you're just being a dick. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I would rather have Cam Newton and just hope maybe he ends up on the Dolphins or something. But that that's... I mean, Ryan Tannehill's poop, too. He's going to be in the XFL in three years, but he's got plenty of money, so he might just retire. Good And good for him if he does. I completely agree. All right, so that gets rid of the Tannehill news blurb. Let's talk about something fun. Let's talk about the Rams. It has not been fun for <laughs> fantasy owners up no. to this point at all, but they are going against the Falcons in Week 7, which should be fun for everybody. Uh, and they also had a, a just plethora of trades coming out on Tuesday evening. So first, the Rams trade cornerback Marcus Peters to the Ravens, and they get back a linebacker and a, a fifth-round pick next year, I think. And they just put Aqib Tlaib, their star other cornerback, on IR. It's like, what the heck are they doing? Well, it just so happens that they then pick up Jalen Ramsey from the Jags for two firsts and a 2021 fourth. Holy cow. And then they also pick up an uh, offensive guard from uh, the Browns. I don't know how they have any linemen that they can spare, but whatever. Um, 
that that's that's pretty nasty. But the the reason I brought this up is because the Jags just bought a a huge piece for their defense, and they sold their next two draft uh, draft capital seasons and their first round picks for the chance to win right now, even though they're struggling to begin the season. So if you were the Rams in this situation and you're thinking about your dynasty teams, like how do you play? Like Kyle, what would you be doing for the, in the Rams? If you were the, in the Rams in this situation? I mean, me and the Rams have a lot in common because we just shipping out draft picks like crazy. It's what we do. Um, just trading for trading for vets. They, I mean, I think that they, they obviously think that their window is still right now. Um, they just, they paid golf and they paid Gurley and they got some money wrapped up in these cats. Um, and they, I mean, they got a lot more problems than, than the cornerback position. That offensive line is, is really bad. I'm not quite sure how adding this one, you know, this guard's going to, you know, bandaid that over, but I mean, they, they're going for it. And it's the scary thing for them is probably got to be that like the 49ers are out there undefeated and just put a whipping on them. And this is supposed to be the Rams time to shine, right? They got the hot head coach and all that going on there, you know? So it's, uh, you know, they're, they're continuing just to go for it. We've seen this with this team, you know, bringing in Sue and bringing in Peters some, with some question marks and trading for Cooks, trade, get Watkins. You know, they've, they've just been doing this over the last few years. That's the, what they're doing. Um, so it's interesting to see my dynasty strategy translate to an NFL front office, but we'll see how this one turns out. Yeah, I, I think it's a great move for the Jags. I mean, you're not going to win, so you, you don't need him. And honestly, uh, Lions Sports Talk Radio has been talking about, would you trade for Jalen Ramsey for a first and a second? And it was like half and half that, you, you know, people wanted it or people didn't want it. And then they come out and they get two firsts and a fourth. Good on you. Bravo. As far as the Rams, yeah, listen, you better win. I know yep. you got close last year, but you do not look like that team. And if you're going to sell your future like that, you know it would have looked a lot better over the next two years? Two offensive linemen. But, yep, you know. If if Sean McVay is that dude that can, you know, get a get a team just by being the guy, and if Jared Goff can pull his head from his backside <laughs> and they can actually play like he has a pulse, like he's not a pirate with a, a one eye and a peg leg, then that would be fantastic and it'd go a long way. It's it's interesting. I think they overpaid, but if you think he can get you over the top, by all means. Yeah, I, I personally love it. I like. I was talking to someone uh, the other day about. I I don't know. I don't understand how teams don't do this more often when they have opportunities like uh, like the Rams have right now to go win. Everything is about winning the ring, right? So why in the world would the Chiefs, for example, not invest more in their defense and in their offensive line and protect Pat Mahomes while he has while you have him under rookie contract and you just got Tyree Kill for a discount and you you could dominate the league for three four years in a row um but it's it the NFL has always been more conservative in terms of doing that type of stuff but we've seen a big shift in the landscape of how owners and GMs are treating this stuff with the dolphins tanking this year. Like, uh, they are, and they deliberately are doing it. It's not like the Redskins who just suck. Uh, <laughs> true though. And it, yeah, yeah, it's absolutely true. The, the Redskins are the worst team in football and, and possibly in sports. Um, 
So now the Rams Damn. front office is selling out to try and get back to the Super Bowl. They're just there. They can do it again. I believe in it. So I, I love it. Absolutely. Go Rams. All right. I think that does it for the news. So let's move on to another section. Usually this would be stock up and stock down, but uh, dad's away. So let's uh, let's keep so it loose a little bit. the kids will play. Indeed. <laughs> Take that, Memphis. Exactly. Sorry, Memphis. Uh, not sorry. Hijacked this one. <laughs> yep. Inst- we're going. We're going big right now. We're not just doing a stock up, stock down for one player. No, 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 no. We're doing. Buy and sell teams, full-blown lineups. So how this is going to work, we're going to have an all-buy team and an all-sell team, each of us. And it's a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, and a tight end that we are buying and the ones that we are selling. So let's start with the buys first, and we'll start with Jerry. Who are you buying? I am buying Jacoby Brissett first and foremost because I really did not think he was going to end up being the dude when Andrew Luck retired, and he has done admirably. That is the best adjective I can just use to describe him. I really think he's going to be the guy, and that's a pretty good situation. They got that good offensive line. They got a running back. They got wide receivers. Eric Ebron has feet for hands, but you know he maybe they can make that work. So he's my buy at uh, quarterback, running back. James Conner, James Conner, what happened to you, man? I mean, I know you lost your quarterback, and I know you lost Antonio Brown. I know everybody's looking at you. I need a little bit more. This 40 yards rushing thing is killing me, but I believe in the talent that James Conner has, and I really think, you know, this the Steeler team has just been crippled not only did we lose ben then mason rudolph got knocked into 1745 and now we got uh what's what's my man's name devlin hodges duck, the, the, the duck, duck caller duck dynasty yeah we got him coming through and he did he did good i mean my man did good i can't even be mad at him but i'm buying james connor because i just I, i've always liked the dude and i think he's good and that's a good situation other guys devin singletary that's just that's just because I like Devin Singletary. And Frank Gore, if we're going to talk about things from 1743 or whatever year I said. Also known it, as the greatest of all time. Well, let's let's leave Barry out of this. Second. Second. <laughs> Ahead of Emmett Smith, obviously. Whoa, wait a second here. <laughs> the all-time leader? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I just like Singletary's game, so that's why he's in there. Wide receivers. <laughs> oh, 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 Terry M.C. Terry McLaren. I am McLovin. He's my man. And he's Randy's man. Randy, see, Randy, I know you're in Italy, and I know you're listening, and I know you're proud of me for saying my man Terry's name. He's just the dude that's there. He's looked good with Case Keenum. And Case Keenum, give the man credit. He's sort of, he gets crapped on, and nobody ever gives him, you know, any love, sort of deservingly. But you know, he's always done just enough to make wide receivers relevant. He did it in Minnesota. He's doing it now. I like Terry. I think Terry is going to be the one there, and I think he's going to continue to be productive. And even if he isn't going to get you 140 yards, he's still going to find the end zone just because he's a technician, and I love the dude's game. The other guy, though, Michael Gallup, Dallas Cowboys. Another dude. I just like him, and I really like Dak. Kyle, tell me I'm crazy for liking Dak. I just really like Dak. Dak has grown to me. I know that team has had some struggles. 
And before we hit the record button, Kyle had himself a Jerry Detroit Lions-esque <laughs> rant on the Cowboys. But I, I just like the future of Michael Gallup. And as far as the tight end goes, if you decided to start this man in his first game back, you were, oh, so happy you did. Hunter Henry of the Los Angeles Superchargers. When he plays, he's good. And he's playing right now, so I will take a shot. And there is a good chance that the owner that has owned Hunter Henry has owned that man through many, many moons of not playing. And they might be a little salty. It might be a little salty. So he's he's my man for the future. I really think he's going to be what we thought he was going to be when he came into the league. Gentlemen, am I crazy? Who are yours? Make fun of mine. <laughs> Dude, I, I like uh, I like the call with Singletary for sure. Uh, we haven't seen a ton out of him, so I think his price tag has not fallen a ton, but I'd, I'd be even – I'm willing to pay market for him right now. Um, I think he's going to be – their guy, you know, going forward as much as running backs can be uh, in dynasty. So he's definitely a guy that I think is going to be interesting. Um, but my favorite one on the list, and it's not, I'm trying to remove the the bias here, but it's, it's Gallup. I, I think he's going to be in for uh, a good next few years for sure. Dak is, you know, he's not a world beater, but he's definitely a competent quarterback uh, that can get his guys the ball when he actually has competent receivers out there and Gallup's developing into uh, one of his go-to guys. Uh, he's shown it so far this season. Uh, another thing that I usually like to target is wide receivers that are playing opposite true number ones. And I, I just don't see how the Cowboys let Amari Cooper go. Um, they haven't signed him yet. And that, that price tag's going up and up and up. Uh, right after every one of these receivers continues to sign contracts, Jerry's sitting on his hands. But I think they eventually get the deal done for Coop. And Gallup being on the other side uh, is just going to open up space for him to continue to put up big numbers. Uh, you know, we kind of tout, you know, the third-year wide receiver and blah, 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 and all this stuff. Gallup's been productive right now. Uh, so he's a guy that I think can contribute. So I like that one a lot. Singletary and Gallup are my two favorites, uh, guys that I don't own enough of. In fact, I don't even know if I have a Gallup share across the board uh, I'd love to own him. I liked him a lot coming out of school. Uh, I know Seth, you were high on him too. I was super uh, high Seth on him. I, I was I was praying that he ended up on the Bears, and that did not happen. We got Anthony Miller, who I still think is going to be a good player. Uh, but yeah, Gallup would have been great. Yeah, for sure. So th- those are my two favorite guys. Seth, any any uh, feedback for our our boy here before I I'll jump in, I can jump into mine. I, I want to love the Singletary pick, but until Frank Gore retires oh or is God, on a different team, you're never going to get the <laughs> I mean, maximum I mean, out of Singletary. And I'm not I'm not being facetious with that. They, until Gore is off the team, Singletary I don't think will be able to shine as much. We've seen this already with Gore. Uh, I, I, you know, I have fun with the gore bit as much as the next guy, but like, seriously though. Uh, and the fact that he has to retire for Singletary to max out his value means that he'll never max out his value because gore is eternal. Uh, no, it, it is a good, it is a good pick. Um, I think that the bills are going to be spending their draft capital in other places moving forward. Uh, so Singletary could definitely hang on to that job if it, if he, if he's able to grasp it from uh, Gore's eternal hands. But uh, yeah, Gallup, I love him. Uh, Henry, uh, as much as you can get in a tight end world that is a wasteland, Henry's as as good as you can get without being one of the elite of the elite. So good stuff there. All right, Kyle, let's move on to yours. 
Yeah, so my uh, my guys that I'm buying, this team is going to be led by a, a quarterback that put up maybe one point in fantasy football uh, last week and kicked me square in the nuts in multiple leagues that I was pretty hyped to be playing Jared Goff back at home. Uh, his home road splits have been have been interesting, but I'm going to put Jared Goff on this buy list only because I think he you could definitely find an owner that's looking at him and just leaving him for dead. Um, we we know he, you know he appears to be a system quarterback. Uh, you know he got off to a rough start, but being uh, paired with Sean McVay has we've definitely seen those flashes. The NFL has caught up to that offense. It appears like it does most of the time, but I still think that this is going to be a good offense over the next few years. And Jared Goff just turned twenty five uh, yesterday, so happy birthday to Jared Goff in your one point. Um, but he is tied to the Rams. They just signed to a big contract. He's not going anywhere. Um, he's going to have Cooper Cup and and this receiving core for a while. Uh, obviously, some question marks on the O line and and in the backfield. But with Sean McVay there, I think Goff is somebody that can be a, a low end starter for you that you can probably get at some basement prices right now. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm buying him. Uh, I mean, he's just he's still really young. My running backs. Uh, I have Joe Mixon on this list. Uh, he turned 24. Uh, he will be 24 in July. He's a talented kid, and he can't really be in a much worse situation than he's seen over the last two years. That offensive line has been rough. They've tried to address it, and, and it's come up a little bit short. Um, some of that will be coming back from injury and getting everybody healthy, uh, and this offense continuing to grow. There will be some question marks on how long they stick with Andy Dalton, but I think Mixon is an, you know, really is an elite talent and somebody that you can probably get um, for a decent. Uh, price tag right now I put Tariq Cohen on here he was coming off like a RB1 season in PPR uh, and this Bears offense has sputtered to say the least so far this season you can probably get him fairly cheap uh, right now and in PPR leagues he you know he's a guy that I think will bounce back he's really young um, and this offense has better days ahead in my opinion in Chicago couple wide receivers here i put mike williams on here he again young guy it's been around a little bit had 10 touchdowns last season zero tds so far in 2019 so though the mike williams owner might be getting a little bit tired of uh not seeing his production through the first six weeks of the season so he's somebody that i really like and i it, i still think is just a, a big play guy i have aj brown on this list as well we talked about ryan Tannehill, uh gonna be the starter now in tennessee you just you want to see who their quarterback is going to be in 2020. It's going to be anybody but these two Jamokes they have right now. Uh, and I think AJ Brown is the real deal, man. He was one of my he was up there. We did a mock draft on this very show, um, and I took him as the number one wide receiver um, pre-draft. I really loved him, and then he just the landing spot was was terrible. Um, we've already seen how it's killed off the dreams of all those Corey Davis owners out there. But I think AJ Brown is is the real deal. And I'm going to pair him with another rookie at the tight end position, Irv Smith. This is a second-round player who is super young, man. And I know it re- what really sucked was when Minnesota signed Rudolph to that extension, but they're not using Rudolph at all right now. I think eventually this offense is going to try to get Smith more involved. Um, he he literally just turned 21, and I think he's somebody that has a lot of talent and can work his way into being a low-end tight end one at least uh, as soon as you know, next year even. So he's a guy that I'm trying to buy super cheap after that rookie shine is kind of fading away a little bit as we get through the season. So that's my team. What, what do you guys think? I mean, I, I, I loved, yeah, I, I loved Mixon so much that he was in my list. Uh, that was actually in this doc before he's, you got here. So that's, uh, I, I was going to type it, but Seth already had him in there. And then you ah. just, you sniped him right out. I, 
<laughs> my my notes were over here on a separate. I had to paste it in here. I was late to the party, so I don't, apparently I have I don't pay attention to my surroundings. <laughs> nope. Yeah, it's but, all right. No sense of decorum or uh, whatever. So I get decorum. it. Decorum. Oh Jesus! What the hell is that? Yeah, I see you fixing. <laughs> I fix you. You're fixing your cell team too, aren't you? Yes, I am yeah. right now. <laughs> Sorry. I was kind of giving you that little nudge so that you can uh, not do this to me twice. But no, Mixon, all the reasons you said, I, I love that pick. Um, and Cohen, if if this offense can have any semblance of uh, just competence moving forward, Cohen should be really good. And this is, this is the time to buy Cohen because his price is not going to get any cheaper, I don't think. And, uh, of course, I love the investment in the future in Herb Smith. I am also loving Irv Smith. I wanted Irv Smith to be a Detroit Lion. Unfortunately, the Lions do what the Lions do, and they took one at eight. Hawk's been okay, but I love the mix and call because, like you said, good God, that situation has just been putrid this year and last year, especially this year. Goff scares me a little bit. I bought so much Jared Goff going into this offseason thinking this was just going to be rinse and repeat offensive dominance and I was just going to continuously win championships and he has just pooped his pants I mean that whole so- offense sort of has but AJ Brown was my wide receiver too I'm I am not mad about any of those Kyle I think you did an excellent job oh thank you thank you appreciate it <laughs> South all right tough act to follow bro uh, Jerry and I just laid down the gauntlet yeah sure um uh, no Jerry your team was really good uh moving on <laughs> Got him, man. I can't. I don't get to do this often enough on our own show, so I'm just just burning Kyle to the ground right now. Um, no, so I'm I'm going the same way. I'm looking at players that I think I can buy dirt cheap and that have a chance at really re, uh, increasing their value in the future. Speaking and, of dirt, yeah. Speaking of dirt, he almost took a a dirt nap. Baker Mayfield, uh, the man has been. Uh, Crapola going in. Like you talked about Goff getting you uh, one point last week. The week before, uh, Goff, uh, Baker won my, me a wager wall bet on our show because he got zero points and therefore <laughs> did not do better than Phillip Rivers uh, that particular week. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you get you know, worse than that. But let's take a look at the, the uh, quarterback landscape as it is right now in the NFL. It's devastated this season along with the the Browns offensive line it's just a wasteland out there and Baker is still one of the few quarterbacks that I truly think has a lot of talent not as much as the uh as we were seeing from him last season maybe it might have been a little bit too much uh headband hype but I do think he's uh a lot more talented than say Winston or Mariota you know, in that class. So I think there's a lot to be gained from Baker in the future there. Uh, so I'm going to be uh, st- buying him if I can in places. Uh, next on my list, my pivot uh, running back here is Ronald Jones. Uh, and he has really improved from last season. I, I don't think there's been a more dramatic improvement in running back form uh, besides no, actually, no, that, that's it. Ronald Jones actually looks good and competent in a NFL starting running back caliber right now. He's not in the greatest situation with Peyton Barber at the moment, but I think that uh, talent will eventually win out, which is why I think you can buy Ronald Jones on the cheap. So this is this may not sound like a dynasty move here, or maybe just for com- uh, competitors this season, but Lev Bell 
is this season for the rest of the season his schedule is a cakewalk. If you're a, a competitor, you should be going and buying Lev Bell immediately because he could be a fantasy winner for you. Uh, the Jags this upcoming week are probably the most difficult matchup they have left, and that's not really that difficult of a matchup right now. He's still running amazingly. He's still the focal point of this offense. Just the 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 Falk situation over the past three weeks. Jerry, what did I call it? I was trying to think of what I called it. The before. falconing. The falconing. That's what it was. The falconing that happened uh, the past couple of weeks without Sam Darnold, has, I think, has driven down Bell's value to uh to the ground and you should be able to buy him for fairly cheap because people think he's just he's old he's bust he's on his second team the jets aren't as good as the steelers yada 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 fine whatever yes he has a lot of wear on the tires but he's only 27 we're seeing mark ingram go out and in the baltimore ravens at 29 years old and he looks like he's going to be the next Legarrette blunt with 18 touchdowns this season so i think lev bell one of the best running backs we've seen in a long time uh, is a fantastic buy in Dynasty formats. And his former teammate, Juju, uh, is an easy buy candidate right now because things will get better. I don't know how much in Dynasty that people are going to sell him for because they probably know the same thing, but if you can get him for cheap, his talent is worth picking up because you're playing with Duck Dynasty, your third quarterback right now. It, it's going to just go up from here. All right, uh, so wide receiver here. DJ Chark, you're probably buying high at the moment. I just really like DJ Chark and everything that like uh, Minshew is doing there this season. So if you need somebody this season, that's fine. And everything he stands for. That's not what I said. Uh, so DJ Chark, uh, Chark-Nado, Chark Week, the Charkinator, whatever it is, he looks like he has really improved uh, in the second season and could be the one, now wide receiver one on this team. Uh, so you may have to pay market price there, but I think it's worth it. If you don't want to pay market price, I think you can still buy Curtis Samuel on the cheap while uh, Kyle Allen is still uh, the quarterback for the Panthers. They're going into the bye this week. That's the time to go get them from whoever has them. Like, hey, you know, you can't play them this week. Why don't you give them to me? And then I'll uh, finish it off with Dallas Goddard. Goddard has uh, slowly gotten more involved in the um, – in the passing game in Philadelphia, and he just looks outstanding. I think that he's, uh, I like Irv Smith, he's an investment into the future, and you might still be able to get him for tight end two prices at this point. All right. Jerry, you want to rip him apart? Or? I, I actually don't Do have it. much to rip him apart. Uh, DJ Chark scares me, though. I, you're, you're not scared of, of the mustache? You think that's going to keep up? I think the fact that he's done so well with the mustache is a is a testament to how much he's actually improved. Some of the catches that he's made uh, on this season have been really like eye-opening, uh, like really stinking good, and it's not just the speed that's killing either. Like it, Going up and getting the ball, hands, placement, all of that stuff, I think is improved uh since last season so even if you get nick Foles back i mean Foles got injured throwing a touchdown pass to chark so i think the jags are going to keep him involved uh in the future here and dd westbrook's not bad either so i don't think that they need to spend that much on getting a quarterback for next year with their uh, multiple first round picks so i think his, his position should be safe 
if history has told us anything, then Nick Foles should not throw any touchdown passes to DJ Chark. Otherwise, he just gets injured 100% of the time. <laughs> See, that's why we hate Kyle. <laughs> and, yes. Thank you. Thank you for the stats. Hashtag, hashtag yeah. math. Yeah, that's that's how we do it. That's how we do it on the fellas. So good, good to bring that here. Uh, he's wide receiver five right now in PPR, um, aka the devil scoring. Uh, but you know, I, I just think he's a little just What's my price tag. You're old. <laughs> he's making fun of you for being old. <laughs> Whatever, man. I, I, it's weird because Seth usually likes old dudes. Um, he has that damn Frank Gore jersey hanging in the studio. Um, just because it whatever. makes you so angry. He's there. There's other guys that are have popped early on this this season that like Sutton. You know, we talked about uh, Scary Terry. Like Will Fuller is a guy that I really liked going into the year, and he's you know he had one big week. But I, I still like those are the kind of guys that I'm still buying into a little bit more than Chark. I just feel like Chark's price tag is probably going to be at its max right now. Um, so I don't mind kind of keeping an eye on it. But I, I think I'm more with Jerry. He's a little bit scary to me, mainly because of the price. I, I think it, the talent's interesting, but that's the guy that I would probably have the most qualms with. Um, and as a Ronald Jones owner, I mean, he's definitely the better back uh, there, but it's I don't I'm not sure that it's by a law a wide margin. They haven't just they haven't give him given him the opportunities that I would have expected to see already. Maybe something changes after they come back from old old jolly old England or whatever. But I could see there being somebody else in this backfield pretty quick as soon as next season. So that's uh, good. Get him out of there of and get him somewhere that will actually use the running back. All of these see, picks right here are player like and not even including Bell are players that I'm trying to buy in for twenty twenty. Because I think their value will either uh, increase or at least stay the same as what it is in 2019. I'm, and the thing about Ronald Jones, I think that those two running backs have been good enough that the Buccaneers probably don't draft one super early. Mm-hmm. And I think that was sort of one of the spots that I was... And a lot of people were really certain that, okay, the Buccaneers are going to draft one of these great running backs... I'm not so sure about that because you, you took Ronald Jones in the second. You finally gave him a chance, and he's looked pretty good. I think he's going to be there for a while, so I like that call. And I had written him off for dead, so he he threw mud in my face this year. I mean, everyone did. There, there, anybody who says they are a Ronald Jones truther who's not named uh, Ben Gretsch is lying to you. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll we'll give him that. All right. All right. Uh, well, I guess we can move into the cells now. Who 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 the hell are we getting rid of, guys? We got a full team here uh, of players that we're selling for dynasty purposes, and Jerry will let you kick it off again. Do the honors. Well, it was the guy that just ripped my heart out, stepped on it, dug some dirt into it. Aaron Rodgers. He's looked good, you know. I mean, his throw to Alan Lazard, uh, the bum, the from non-touchdown. Iowa. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 that too. But the, the, you know, because they, he was touched, it that, wasn't. You know, a, a lot of people got to actually watch the Lions on primetime. You hear me rant and rave every week, but you don't actually get to watch it. People actually got to watch Lions football. How'd you like it, guys? Jesus, <laughs> I hate that team so much. Um, so Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's getting older. He's he's been good, don't get me wrong, but this is a dude that, you know, he's not getting you the four touchdowns again. He's he's getting two. He's getting two and he's getting two hundred and forty yards. He's steady Eddie, but you still might be able to get more than what he's worth. 
just based on the fact that his name is Aaron Rodgers and that's who you're selling. So I'm selling him another guy from the Packers. I promise you, I promise you, I really do hate the Lions. And I'm not just picking the Packers because they're the Packers. But Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams look pretty good. And, you know, it's it's easy to sort of run on the Lions. But that is a team that just never wants to just let Aaron Jones have it. Or if they do. Then he gets four touchdowns, and then they go right back to Jamal Williams the next week because screw fantasy football players. So that's that's a situation that's a little too dicey. He gets hurt too much. He's good, and I think you can get a lot for him, but I, I'm good on that. I don't think it's going to be long-term continued success. Sort of the same situation for this next guy. Not that it's a committee, but just that his name value does not match up with the opportunity that he gets in the offense, and that is carry on Johnson. Randy, you were right. It hurts my soul to say it, but you were right. We had our Marlon Mack and carry on Johnson debates. Carry on just doesn't get the opportunity. And when he does, it's not been efficient. He looks good when he gets you six yards, and then he gets nothing. And then they forget he exists for a quarter. And it's just, it's frustrating. And then he finally catches a, what you think is a beautiful pass from Matthew Stafford, only to have on drop it after three steps, because apparently you have to have three steps in the NFL nowadays to get a catch. Wide receivers, though, Will Fuller, Kyle, you can hate on me for that later. Mm-hmm. Don't trust the dude. I, he dropped some touchdowns last week. He had his big blow-up game the week before that. He's just risky business, man. The dude's talent is awesome. You can see why he was such a high draft pick. I just don't trust it, and I think he's always going to be second fiddle to DeAndre Hopkins. And while that doesn't entirely stop Chris Godwin, I do think it does limit uh, Will Fuller. The other guy's Brandon Cooks, and that's just because what the hell are you going to do with Brandon Cooks? Do you ever know what's going to happen with Brandon Cooks? He was a talented dude. He's been a talented dude his whole career. Cooper Cup is the heartbeat of that offense. I, I'm giving Randy too much credit. He's on vacation. He's enjoying his time, and I'm just building that ego. And next <laughs> yeah, week, it's are. just going to be awful. But <laughs> it's he, he's right. Cooper Cup is that guy that's there. And, you know, if they do get this right, you know, maybe we can get some more Daryl Henderson because that dude looked good, baby. So let me let me see a little bit more of that. I just I don't love Brandon Cooks. He's a roller coaster, man. He's up, he's down. Every once in a while you get a pulse and then you get, you know, three catches for twenty eight yards and cool. Thanks, Brandon Cooks. I'm glad I put you in. The other guy's Darren Waller. Now, the Raiders are a good that's a good situation for a tight end. And tight ends are a barren wasteland. So just sort of picking one, it's you know, it's easy to pick one, and yet it's hard because, you know, everyone sort of sucks a lot of the time. And while that's a good situation, this is a dude that didn't even really exist until this year, and he's sort of an older guy who knows what that situation is going to look like going forward. While he's got value now, I'm trying to sell. This is, this is, I cannot imagine that value, you know, he's never going to jump up into the, you know, Hunter Henry Evan Ingram, that sort of tier. So I'll just let me get what I can now. Thank you very much, gentlemen. 
Anything good? Anything bad? The running backs were sort of... Uh, <laughs> I sort of went a little crazy Dude, on those, so I figured I'd get something for that. I agree Dude, with both I own, of them. I owned Aaron Jones in a league, and I was kind of waiting because he'd been splitting work with, with Jamal, and then Jamal was down with a concussion. He gets you know nice workload, and then four touchdowns against the Cowgirls defense. What the hell? Um, but anyway, so I told myself, I'm like, I'm going to sell Aaron Jones. Like, I'm going to do it. And I... I did what uh, every fantasy owner shouldn't do and kind of just sat on it, right? I was like, ah, you know, maybe one more. Maybe we can squeeze one more week out of him. And then this happened. And, you know, with the goldfish lifestyle that we're in, I was I should have taken the opportunity to sell high on four touchdown Aaron Jones instead of, you know, one fumble and a drop touchdown Aaron Jones after he's getting sh- showed up by my boy Jamal Williams. So I, I agree with you on Jones. If you can, if you can get, you know, a – if you can swap him for, you know, a – even a low end RB two in a in a second rounder or something like that. Like I'd I'd probably do that. You know I, I just don't see him being a, a workhorse type guy. It was you know his limited workload was something that worried me a little bit. He's had the nose for the end zone over the course of his career, but I do like that one. Waller I think is the poster child for this. If you're a contender and you have him, you know you can you can definitely hold on to him. Uh, you know, but if you're not, this is definitely a guy that you need to shovel straight off your roster right now. Um, he's not a, you know, I don't think he's a huge difference maker at the position long term. Uh, and if you're not contending in 2019, this is definitely the guy that you need to move, uh, because I don't expect him to have this situation, uh, going forward. You know, Jacobs will continue to be a huge part of the offense. They are, they tried addressing the wide receiver, uh, position with old crazy pants, AB, uh, this offseason. I think they'll do it again, you know, next year, as far as trying to find some bodies there at the receiver, spot uh, and Waller's target share will come down a bit. So I'm definitely with you on Jones and Waller. Um, the receivers, I totally get it. I, I don't mind taking those kind of guys, you know, on my team. So uh, I like Fuller a lot because one, he's paired with, with uh, Watson and he is a talented kid, but I get it with those two guys, but I, I love the Jones and Waller call. Yeah. I'm on board with all of these. Uh, let Brandon cooks go off against Atlanta this week and then sell him immediately after that and, uh, get all of the future Miami and, uh, Washington <laughs> players. So yeah, Seth awesome. just wants to watch the world burn. Yeah. That's, does. that's Damn. exactly what's going to happen next year. Uh, unless the Bengals get the one on one and then it'll, it won't be a burn, but it will be a, just like a very smelly pile of embers. Oh man. That's going to be nasty if that's the case. Ah, poor Bengals. Um, All right, I'll roll through my team real quick, and then you guys can tear it up. Uh, I got the magic man, Gardner Minshew, as a sell right now. If you have this kid, um, it's been fun. It's a cool little story, but I'm not buying this. Uh, He's a top 10 QB as of right now. Uh, He wasn't, you know, they didn't have a lot of draft capital invested with him. I'm not even sure, 100% sure he keeps his job, you know, when Nick Foles comes back. Uh, later on this season, we will see uh, if, you, you know, obviously in a one QB league, he's a backup guy and you're not going to get much form. But if you're in a super flex league, I don't mind flipping him for one of the stead, steady veteran guys that can just be a, a solid QB two and, and just take advantage of that situation. Um, you know, you mentioned, you know, Brissett earlier and, I, you know, Stafford's been, uh, I know Jerry won't maybe agree with me there, but like those kind of guys that aren't sexy, um, people aren't, you know, don't love having them on their roster, but they can get Gardner Minshew, a rookie QB. Uh, I, I would try to sell if if you can. It's hard to sell quarterbacks, though. Um, two running backs that are, have 
had pretty decent numbers uh, for fantasy. David Johnson Q is uh, running back seven right now. That might be in half point PPR, but um, he is not getting a heavy workload on the ground. And, and the catches have been there. The touchdowns have been there so far, but 40 or less rushing yards in four of six games to start this year. He's a little bit of an older guy, came in the league a little bit older. He turns 28 in December. So, if you know if you're a contender, I don't I don't think you need to make that move. I think he'll you know this offense will continue to develop, and he you know can get those looks. But they're definitely using Edmonds to spell him a little bit more than this team did in the past. If you are are uh, if you're even mid mid pack right now, I would try to get what you can for David Johnson, and because I'm not sure his value is going to get too much higher. I put Devonte Freeman on this list as well. He's a little bit older. <laughs> he'll uh, sorry, man. I'm I'm with you there, Jerry. I'm with you, bro. This has been one of my favorite players in the league. Um, you know, it helps when you have, did you have him on any rosters during that 20, what was that? 2015 yeah. season? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, you know, it, when he just came out of nowhere, it just exploded. It was the bomb, bro. And, and even the next season when everybody was down on him, we looked, we talked, I think that was the first season we started the show, right, Seth? Uh, you are correct, sir. Yeah. So we had a lot of Freeman, like, you know, Hey, even if he does this as efficient as he goes down and blah, blah, blah. And he, he did it. He did it in 2016. He was, he was good. And we expected him to be really solid. Uh, you, uh, Seth and I are sharing our SFB team. Uh, we have Freeman, uh, Jerry, do you have Freeman on the, on your squad for SFB? I, I don't, I have, I have yeah, everyone on who I want to sell. <laughs> yeah. Like we talked, we had a little group chat with a bunch of, you know, the Aussie guys and, and Memphis and everybody. And Freeman ended up on a lot of our squads. Obviously that's not dynasty, but High hopes for him. Hasn't really panned out. Had a, a nice last couple weeks. Had two receiving touchdowns against the Cardinals, but 30 or less rushing yards in four of six games for him. He'll be 28 in March. I think he's somebody that you need to get out from under before he turns into dust on your roster. Unfortunately, that's what running backs do. Uh, that offense and that team could be in for a, an overhaul. Um, you know, so we'll we'll kind of we'll see how this one turns out. But uh, Freeman, take advantage of his recent touchdown streak. I put T.Y. Hilton on here. Uh, love the guy, but he lost Andrew Luck, and that's, gonna, and that's hurt his fantasy value. Uh, Brissett has, has been been really solid for the Colts, and that's good to see. But Hilton uh, has only been over 65 yards once. He has four touchdowns in his four games. He missed one. Um, he's a little bit older pros, you know, guy as well, going to be 30 next month. Uh, so again, same situation as, as Johnson pretty much, but I would be more likely to sell Hilton even if I was a contender right now. I put Chris Godwin on here. He's young. He's a stud this season, and he is balling out. But, dude, the hype train is out. It's just freaking rolling, man. It's like all season long, the Chris Godwin hype train has been filled, has just been filled with those uh, those little colored rolls, you know, remember from uh, Back to the Future 3, where they, like, had all those uh, lo- colored logs that gave them the extra burst to get up yeah. to 88 miles an hour? <laughs> that, that, that's been this entire freaking season. It just shoveling them in, and Godwin is at the top of the charts right now at the wide receiver position. And if you can sell him for top five wide receiver value, I'm doing that right now. Uh, I, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be next year um, for Tampa Bay. I'm not sure this. You know, who knows if this coaching staff's going to be around even two years? So, does that rookie quarterback get any continuity in his first two years in the league? Who knows? It's not going to be Jameis. They have no other prospects there. So, while I like Godwin a ton. Uh, and he, to me, he's more of a low end wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two, um, you know, over the next couple of seasons. So if I can get high end wide receiver one uh, numbers for him or, you know, return, I'm doing it. And the tight end position, I will, uh, I will just not mention anyone's name because I was going to steal another guy. I'll leave that to Seth. Um, but 
it comes down to this. I think Jerry said it perfectly about Waller um, too. But if you're a contender, um, you know you can and you're you got your guy. I think you stick with him. If you're not, get him the hell off your roster right now. The tight end position is kind of a dump. Um, so it's I, I didn't really have any other good names besides Waller and Austin Hooper, the other guy. Uh, hey, whoa, 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 whoa! Memphis will never have his back if I put his name on here. Well, that's <laughs> that's okay. Austin Hooper is a flash in the pan. He is not real. <laughs> And that that's career on the Dynasty Warzone. And he's flying back now. He just texted me. Yep. All right. So now that the hot take is out of the way, let me explain a little bit more of what I I see here. I think that Hooper has performed admirably this season and will continue to do so this season. And it's mostly to do with their current situation on uh, defense. And the defenses that they're playing are – box like they're trying to take away Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley which they should and as a result Matt Ryan the check down machine is just checking down to Austin Hooper every single time that can't that's not something that you can really build on in terms of uh, like an analysis of this guy is going to continue to do this all the time it's not a talent driven thing it's a situational driven thing and i just don't think that he is He's uh, like right now people are talking about him and he's a, an elite tight end. He's a top four tight end. Get the hell out of here. He's going to be great this season. <laughs> he's going to be a fine wide uh, tight end two going forward, but there's Get no the hell out of here. Uh, uh, tight end two. Yeah. 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 Oh, man, I think you're, I think you're burying him a little too and much. It, I, I, let's be, I don't let's be real. Fine. A tight end two means six to 10. That's so tight end one. <laughs> no, no, not in the t- real tight end spectrum in terms of like fantasy <laughs> prospects. Come on. Now. Not the real one. Not the real not one. The, anyway, not... I, all of that is say, I don't believe in Hooper being an elite tight end that you're going to talk about next season, putting him in there with Travis Kelsey and, you know, George Kill, those guys. That's what I'm saying there. Okay. Now that so I have alienated tight, everyone. tight end too in that six team league that Seth plays in. Yeah. Got it. Uh, moving on. So, my guys here to sell are Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, he is a game manager and nothing else. The 49ers have made their hay on their defense alone. That offensive pass game, it is almost, it's lacking from Jimmy G. If you can sell him right now, uh, give me Minshew. At least he looks like he could, could be something. I don't think Jimmy Man. G is anything. Team ugly over here if you're selling Jimmy G. Are you kidding me? You can't let that guy go. Uh, I can let him go for the, the minstache. Ugh. There you go. Let's go back to the seventies. Why don't you? All right. Uh, Mark Ingram is my next sale. I love what? Mark Ingram. Uh, I think I, 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 I have loved watching Mark Ingram play. I think he's doing really well in this offense right now, but if you're not a contender, Mark Ingram is a 29 year old running back on a squad that drafted justice Hill. And you have, uh, you, you have Lamar Jackson, who is a fantastic runner in and of itself. Right now, Ingram's season is being propped up a little bit, a little bit, by touchdowns. And it's very that could come back down to earth pretty quickly. So uh, if you can sell Ingram to a contender for uh, good draft capital, um, I would probably do that in Dynasty Leagues. Austin Eckler. Hey, I traded him. I traded him recently. What do you guys think about this real quick? Yeah. Uh, Superflex IDP uh, League. I had no first rounder. My team is dead. Uh, I traded Mark Ingram and James White for, uh, and I only have one quarterback really, uh, Mark Ingram and James White for Dwayne Haskins in a 2021st. 
Yay or nay? Love it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, cool. Thank you. Just looking for some, you know, validation there. Absolutely. I mean, even, really even if Haskins ends up being doo doo, I'm still happy with that trade. Yeah. Yeah. No, because how, how? What is that 2021st going to be like in April? Right. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm flipping that gold, Jerry. I almost, gold. I almost said. I almost said. Of, I don't know if you can say that word on here. I. But I'm going to flip it uh, real damn quick. So that's for sure. All right. Uh, we're already getting canceled uh, after my Austin Hooper take. So <laughs> do what you want now, Kyle. Um, Austin Eckler is my next pick here. Uh, I one he's on the Chargers, and apparently that means that it's a it's a suspect anybody on that team. I don't know what's going on right now. They're they're just the Superchargers are getting burned out. Um, but Eckler, yes, he's outperformed what uh, Melvin Gordon has done to date right now. But he's I don't buy <laughs> him being the 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 running back that the numbers say he is just because of his, his running style and his play style have always been, he's going to break big plays because other players are out there on the field and Eckler can uh, be the beneficiary of that. And if he was, if he had to be the guy against defenses that aren't uh, just pushovers, like he did at the beginning of the season, I don't think he's, it's a sustainable thing for Eckler. I'm fine being wrong on that one. Uh, I know a lot of people disagree with me on that one. That's fine. Uh, but Austin Eckler, I think you can sell him pretty high right now. Um, Edelman, you're selling him to a contender because he's old and he's kind of busted <laughs> up a little bit. Uh, he's and too he plays, old. He's, and he plays for Tom Brady. So if you can get, uh, if you can get like, I don't know, what would you, if you're a contender and you need a wide receiver, what would you pay in terms of 2020 picks for Edelman right now? I don't have any picks. Yeah, I know. I trade them all. I know. <laughs> Hypothetically, I, if you still had, if you still I, had a I, second, I'm not a guy that likes Julian Edelman a ton. So you you are sort of already with me on this selling of him. Got it. I, if I'm a contender, like I would, I would. I mean, would you get a second I mean, and a third? Yeah. Okay. So you're not going to give a first for him, right? No. Yeah. No, just because the age. But if you can get a second plus for Edelman. Right now, and I think that's very possible to a, oh, yeah. a solid contender who's hurting a wide receiver at the moment. Yeah, I, yeah. that's a that's a solid investment to me. Yeah, for sure. All right, my next wide receiver is any Green Bay wide receiver not named King Money Adams, uh, because they all suck. Good lord. Um, <laughs> analysis. That's analysis. Here, folks. Now, so you watch the game on Monday night and. MVS had one good catch on the sideline and Geronimo Allison is dropping stuff all, uh, all over the place. MVS couldn't get open at all. And he's never been able to get open. Lazard did ha make that catch, but he nearly dropped it after it went in his hands. He nearly dropped it when on his way into the end zone. And that was a perfectly placed pass. I, I don't know. It, it, Rodgers does need some help because this might be the worst receiving core he's had to play with in his career without Adams on the field. Uh, but they're playing for Aaron Rodgers. And like you said, Jerry, you can you can sell the name Aaron Rodgers in more than just the quarterback position. So if you uh, sell him to a Devontae Adams owner, sell him to somebody who needs that wide receiver too, I'm, I'm taking whatever I can get for MVS or anyone, Alan Lazard, or whoever else everybody thinks is going to be the next guy. All right. And then finally, Zach Ertz. Um, 
Ertz was a guy that uh, we we were thinking he was like Austin Hooper last year until he had his big touchdown season um, a couple of years ago, and then he's been launched into the the tight end one elite tight end one spectrum uh, for the last couple of years, right? And now the Eagles, I think they have Dallas Goddard. They are they are uh, shuffling the positions around in a way that's very similar to the Patriots in the sense that they don't care how they're getting it done. They're going to adjust their scheme to whatever their personnel is right now. Zach Ertz is not guaranteed much money next season. So I think they can move on from him next season and that would kind of kill his dynasty value. So if you can get, uh, if you can offload Ertz for top dollar right now, I would consider doing that. And Kyle, this was your guy that you uh, tried to steal from me again. So I feel free to add in any, any other bits there. Yeah, I think it just it kind of goes just back to what I said. If you're a contender, you, you hold on to him. But if you're not, I think you just you try to. This is not the highest point, but this is uh, it's it's on the downward trend for Ertz. And like you said, they got some other bodies there, so we'll see how this goes. I mean, he was not a touch, he was just a you know a, kind of a volume guy, and then was finding the end zone a little bit over the last couple of years. You know, maybe that comes down a little bit. Wentz's efficiency numbers have been pretty much off the charts. Um, you know, the previous couple seasons, so. I'm with you on that. I think the guys you mentioned here are definitely some good cases. Eckler's the only one that I, you know, I still like. Um, and but across the board, I think you're I think you're good to go. Jerry, any thoughts on on these two squads before we move on? No, I'm I'm with you on all that. I think you might be a week late on the uh, the peak Austin Eckler selling period, yeah, but I, yeah. I I I mean, still, I, I'm with. I sold him in one of my redraft leagues. I know that's not dynasty, but. Um, I just shipped him off because I it's I don't like taking those types of guys. That's just mm-hmm. not my style. And maybe that's just the the old guy in me that just doesn't like those the spell kind of role guys. But I, I like all those picks. Zach Ertz, I've never been the biggest fan of him to begin with, and you know I was wrong on that. He was good, and he's a target monster. But I'm I'm with you. If I have him, and I unless I am you know winning in 2019. See you, homie. All right. Good stuff there. So that was the all-buy and all-sell teams. Record time, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, For sure. (laughs) So we're going to skip through a couple of these other segments that uh, are typically going on here. Don't worry. We planned on skipping them, so it's not like we would have done three hours worth. I promise, Memphis, we planned this. Uh, but let's get into a little bit of the odds making section here. We are going to talk about the Vegas slant. Uh, so the guys that we're going to lean, the games that we should lean on and fade. All right. Starting off with the, the super simple one, uh, the Rams at Atlanta, uh, plus three. And then the over unders at 54 points, uh, as Kyle would say, I think this is a start them all blanket situation for both teams. Do you agree? I agree. I am Kyle. Those are wise words, my friend. Yes, sir. Make it happen. Now everybody's a play in this one. I mean, even like you know, Sanu. Uh, I would give uh, uh, Everett another shot. You know, at the tight ends, but I know he sucked last week, and he's not going to be as good as he was a couple weeks ago. Um, I think that's pretty clear. But you just you play, you know, pretty much everybody in this one. I think this is going to be a huge shootout. I know Ramsey's there. We'll see how much he's really involved. So hopefully, there's he's he's really not and. These guys can blow up. It's going to be big. Absolutely. All right. Moving on to a little bit more interesting one here. Baltimore at Seattle. 
uh, minus three and a half, and then 50 point over under here. So uh, are there any guys that you're sitting in this game, Jerry? Um, I, don't th- I think this is going to be one of those super shootouts, and you got two mobile quarterbacks. That's what I'm excited for. Come on, Lamar. Let me see you, buddy. I got so much Lamar Jackson that I took as sort of my late round guys in my redraft leagues. Like I took Jared Goff to be safe and I took Lamar Jackson to be (laughs) that wild card. And Jared Goff has since been cut and is now in free agency. But I'm excited. No, I think I'm playing everybody. I want to see DK Metcalf. DK, big boy. Let me let me see you hit some pay dirt this week. This is one of the, the I think this game will actually outscore the Rams Atlanta game. Damn. Ooh, I like it. That would be great. Yeah. I am uh you got to start Lamar. He's just he he has the ability just to put up the most solid floor. You know, he's just he's been fun to own. We've hyped him a lot on our show. And it's been good to see that one hit. Yeah, but me too. I, <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I mean, dude, it it's yeah, whatever, man. You, you I won't go back in time to too many things. Uh because Never mind. Uh, but I think I'm a little off the Ravens. Uh, I know the Seattle defense is not great, but this Ravens team, I'm not convinced, is really that good. I mean, they have they have wins against the Bengals, the Steelers, the Dolphins, and the Cardinals. Uh, the Seattle te- team is really good. I think they're going to be playing from behind. Um, so I, while I think Lamar is a good start, and I'm playing my Seahawks because this Ravens defense hasn't been great, I'm, you know, I've... It's, I'm, I'm lowering expectations for the other Ravens players, so that that's just me this week. I think you have to start Mark Andrews and uh, Mark Ingram um, on the Baltimore side, but like I've been pretty high on Marquise Brown the last couple of weeks, and it with the injury and everything, I gotta I gotta put him lower in my ranks. Like I, I have to play DK over Marquise Brown this week, type of thing. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Otherwise, all right, Philadelphia at Dallas. Minus three and over under 49 and a half. I don't know if I really buy this. I would probably take the under on this one uh, without Amari Cooper, most likely. Uh, So who are you sitting in this game, Kyle? Who am I sitting? Uh, I am going to sit uh, (laughs) any of the secondary receivers for the Eagles. I'm not uh, Deshaun Jackson may or may not play in this game. And that's I'm, a Cooper is probably not going to be playing. So you can monitor that situation. It sucks. It's Sunday night. Um, hopefully, you know, heading into the day, um, but I'm not expecting him to play. So I'm kind of starting my usual guys here, but I'm living I'm, I'm lowering Dak a little bit without Cooper. Um, I know this Philly defense just gave up four touchdowns to Kirk cousins, but he's going to be outside, you know, my top six or seven at least. Um, so there could be better options there. So I, I think similar to the Baltimore Seattle game, I'm not as excited, um, across the board, but I think all these guys should be, you know, should be solid. I think you're more than likely playing them. Jerry, you think Jason Jason Witten sees a boost with Amari out? Yeah, uh, I th- I think he is. I mean, Witten is just like tight end twelve. You know, he he okay. he saw some targets last week. I don't expect him to. Uh, he's just in that dart throw camp, but he's better than you know some of the other just extreme throws. Like I'm playing him over the Colts guys. Um, no, you know, I'm not t- on Thursday night. Yeah, I'm playing him over Fant. Um, so like he's. He's around that 10 to 12 range at tight end. I'm not super excited. I'm probably playing him over Delaney Walker, too, who's just been horrible. Right. Uh, Michael Gallup season, baby. That's what I'm excited for. Um, I mean, I, th- I I think you're right on Dak, but I'm excited to see him against that Philly defense that just let Kirk Cousins score four touchdowns. Granted, I'm a Kirk Cousins guy, so I don't think that was too crazy. I think he has been 
better than most people uh, want to give him credit for. But I think Dak's going to be fine. I th- I think da- I think your boys get back on track, my friend. I That's hope what so. I think you have more confidence than me. <laughs> uh, I just maybe it's just because I watched the Lions beat the Eagles, so that makes mm-hmm. me think they're not all that good because you know we're the Lions. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll say that if Collins and Smith are back for the Cowboys on the line, I'm more confident in this team. I, I think that is a rough over under. I would probably go the under, but I. I I could definitely see some points getting scored in this game, and I am really looking forward to Michael Gallup, and we're going to talk about him in a little bit here too. So, all right, moving on to the fades, uh, San Francisco at Washington plus ten and a half. That seems like a lot, uh, and forty two point over under. Who are you starting in this game, uh, Jerry? <laughs> Terry, Terry, if I gotta, but. I mean, then Tevin Coleman and George Kittle and everyone else can piss off. <laughs> I agree, except I'd also play Breda. But yeah, uh, I don't, okay. yeah, I don't want anything to do with the, the wide receivers not named McLovin uh, on either and I, side And of the I ball. don't feel good about that either. No, I don't. I don't either. But I like I, if I have bye weeks and he's my flex. Sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's where, yeah. I mean, you're playing Gallup over McLovin right now, right? Oh, yo, yes. absolutely. So, uh, uh, Terry McLaurin or DK Metcalf? I'm going DK. Yeah, with you. Yep. Uh, or um, how about Muhammad Sanu? I'm still probably, I'm still probably taking Terry. Yeah. I'm, yep. I'm with Jerry on that one too. And Jerry and Terry. It's a match made in heaven. Uh, all right. Moving on. Like a pro. To the I, look, I took a look real quick over at Fantasy Pros Consensus. McLaurin's twenty fourth. Good um, lord! So I, I think there's just some guys that y- you can look to play over him if you want to avoid the matchup. Completely agree. Um, I think that San Fran defense is real, and they only have to stop one player, and that player's name is Terry McLaurin. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, the Chargers at Tennessee, minus two, uh, 40-point over-under. This should be a real barn burner. Uh, can you start any Chargers right now? I'm start. I'm starting there. I'm still going to start the running backs. I'm still going to start Keenan Allen and pray to God that he finally gets back on track. The dude was a freaking fire to start the year and then has been rough over the last few weeks. Um, but I'm still starting those three guys. Williams is a flex for me, um, I'm not starting old Phillip. Um, he needs to be putting time out with his 47 kids. <laughs> yeah. And Hunter. He's Henry very though. fertile. He actually just got pregnant again. When you mentioned his name, <laughs> well, he didn't, he didn't, that would be weird. That would be a scientific anomaly. <laughs> yeah, that would be, It'd be what, what was that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger? What was that movie called? Uh, twins. Such a no, this twins. Yeah. Yeah. Danny DeVito? One of those guys got pregnant. Oh no, no. Uh, uh, Mr. Dad or something like that. Jingle all the way, uh-huh. Jingle, dude. <laughs> Eraser. Jingle the let's just off the rails. Let's just talk about nineties uh, and eighties uh, Schwarzenegger movies. Overrated guy, by the way. Just, Ooh, just I mean, overrated. Okay, well, um, I'm glad I don't have the hottest Hold on, take have on you this met podcast. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, I wasn't he the guy that was sleeping with the nanny? I mean, they all do, but like did all that. You're gonna stuff, hold right? that against him? <laughs> yeah, in I mean, he of, was he in was terms a governor. Of That's kind of cool. Yeah. We need a Joe Go Chargers Go uh, uh, sounder. You know what I'm saying? I, Whatever. From what? Their three home field fans? No, didn't he? He yelled that one time, remember? Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. I'll Arnold, try and yeah, look it up, up, man. It's it's gold. 
Anyway, why the hell are we talking about this guy? <laughs> I don't know. You brought him up and then put the hot take out there. I don't like, think I've ever seen a movie that I've enjoyed with that guy in it. Wow. Just saying. Have you ever seen The Expendables? Yes. Eh. Eh? Oh, man. Eh. I mean, it, it's a terrible movie, but it is entertaining. Uh, all right. Let's get back to fantasy football right here. Um, yeah, I think Kyle talked about who you're going to start on the Chargers. Can you start anyone on Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill under center? Jerry. Uh, Derrick Henry, if you gotta, yep, because he should get the workload, and that's about it, I think. Yep. All right, uh, last game here: New Orleans at Chicago, minus three thirty-eight and a half point over under. This game should uh, end at ten to three, probably, <laughs> and, uh, it, and it'll be a defensive uh, touchdown. How was uh, how's the weather in Chicago? Uh, it's gonna be decent. Guys cold? Is it cold? Nah, I mean, it's it's not. It's good. We're good. Uh, Sixty-five nice. this weekend. Oh wow! Yeah, that's nice for in October. Yeah, no kidding. It was like forty here. Yeah, it was, uh, 30, was, it was thirty. It was like thirty-eight last weekend. But <laughs> I was gonna say that would that would definitely make it harder on the Saints. But yeah, yeah. I mean, this is gonna be ugly. Are Are you starting Montgomery? No. Anybody? I am, and as a flex, because running backs are a disaster after the top like twenty four. To be honest, so yeah. I mean, I have them. I have them uh, like like thirty to thirty six somewhere. But I'm uh, getting away if I can. But I mean, Kamara is nicked up in this game. is is already nicked up. So if he was a hundred percent, I'd be a little bit more optimistic. Even though it's uh, still a really good Chicago defense coming off the bye. Uh, but I think that we can shut down Michael Thomas, and if we can shut down the running game, then there's nowhere else for their, them to go, and I still don't trust the Chicago offense that much because the Saints' defense is pretty good too, which is why this over-under is so low. Um, are you starting any Chicago players uh, higher than a flex right now? A-Rob. A-Rob, wide receiver two. All right. I dig it. Jerry? That's the list. I, I mean, I wouldn't go that high. Maybe as a flex, I don't know. But it, but you know, I don't do rankings because I don't like people to yell at me when I'm wrong. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. uh, so I, I don't know exactly where I would have him, but uh, I would feel better if he was a flex. I'll say that. Fair enough. All right, let's move into the last segment here. DFS, darling. Here we're going to give you some uh, picks that you can go find in DFS, uh, specifically on DraftKings. And pretty good prices here. I'll start this one off. Uh, Gardner Minshew versus Cincinnati. Very good matchup. Only fifty four hundred. He's like he's just ahead of like Flacco and Eli Manning for some reason. So he's a bargain bin uh, quarterback that you can go out and get. And then Cole Beasley versus Miami uh, PPR machine. Only fifty four hundred as well. Uh, that I, I would, if I played that much DFS, I would have 27 lineups that all had Beasley in it. <laughs> Those are two goofy looking dudes, by the way. <laughs> playing a there whole lot the into the looks category this, on this episode, Kyle. What's up? I mean, you're playing a whole, uh, you're playing a whole lot into the, the looks category on this episode. Yeah. Uh, I guess, I guess I am. I did mention whatever, uh, Jimmy G earlier. Yep. Man, we have we have earned zero additional listeners to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a couple guys. Uh, Brandon Cooks, fifty four hundred. I had to double check that price. That's the same price as Cole Beasley. I know Cooks has been bad the last couple weeks, but had three straight games of really you know decent numbers. Uh, he's a boom bust guy, so you know who what you're getting with him. But he's playing the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I expect that one to be a shootout. 
And then Josh Jacobs coming back, uh, five grand on DraftKings. Uh, he gets the Green Bay Packers, uh, and they've they've struggled against uh, against running backs so far this season. So I think that's a nice little price tag for for those two guys. And old Jerger is going to go with his hometown boy, Kenny Galladay, yeah. against Minnesota, fifty eight hundred. Not not a super value, but he's just been so much more consistent than I really thought he was going to be this year. He's had either 100 yards or a touchdown in four of the five games they've played this year. Stafford likes him. I mean, all you had to do was watch the first play with that flea flicker. Who'd they look for? Kenny. So that was easy. Randy, bless his sweetheart. I know I've been talking about him a lot. On vacation, he went out of his way to let me know that he wants Michael Gallup at Philly in DFS, darling disregarding the fact that Michael Gallup is wide receiver 12. He's a wide receiver one in DFS at 6,500. He knows he's going to feast, especially if Amari is out against that Philly defense. So Randy likes Michael Gallup. I like my man, Kenny Galladay. Boys, that was a good show. Yes, yeah, it man, was. it was fun. I'm glad we got to hang out with you this week instead of Memphis again. Ugh. Yeah, we're already we're already you know, canceled he's got, after he's got my a Hooper much take, so we can than do I do. Now. You might want to be a little nicer. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it was it was cool. We love hanging out with you guys. Unfortunately, we couldn't uh, get everybody in one spot, but it was uh, it was fun hanging out here on the wars on the last couple weeks. Um, and uh, it's good to talk to you, my friend. What yeah. an angel! Always, yeah, you know. it's always a pleasure, Jerry. And we are very happy to be on here. We'll have to do it again soon. Uh, So, wrapping up here for Memphis, who is on vacation, for Jerry, for Kyle, and for myself, uh, please check us out over at the Fantasy Football Fellas, at the FF Fellas on Twitter. If you want to hear some uh, just uh, redraft-type takes, uh, as opposed to the Dynasty takes. And uh, as, as Memphis would say, far better than I'm about to right now, uh, we're just here to make the world a better place for fantasy football. See you next week.